You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You put your life on the line every day for others. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. Do more. Be more. Be ignited. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Rodriguez, and I am the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. This podcast is one of my active efforts to help establish a true sense of brotherhood among the firefighting community. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. Even though the focus is on the fire service, the topics and the principles we discuss span all kinds of professions. So that being said, today let's identify some of the stressors in our lives, why it's so important to manage that stress, and I'll tell you a story we can keep in mind to help us remember that managing stress and the emotions that come along with it doesn't mean ignoring them away. It's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. This is a quote by Lou Holtz, and I couldn't agree more. Um, we all have our individual stressors that come into our lives and affect us. And what really matters is how we handle that stress. How do we carry it? We all deal with different things, like I said, at work, at home, in everyday life, but how do we manage it? According to an article published by CNBC, firefighter is the second most stressful job in the United States, second only to active military personnel. And as firefighters and EMS workers, we see things and deal with situations that most people never will. We are unique in that we signed up for that. Now, that's not to say that these things don't get to us from time to time. However, if we didn't think we could handle it, we wouldn't have fought so hard to get this job in the first place, right? Our sense of duty outweighs our aversion to the uncomfortable. Many of us also have a built-in support group within our crew that we can talk things out, make jokes, and find ways to move on. But you have to know your enemy. You have to know what the stressors are that are constantly being introduced in your life if you want to know how to manage them. So let's first talk about some of the stressors that are unique to the fire service. Shift work. I work a 4896 work schedule. And I absolutely love it. It's amazing. It's 48 hours on, 96 hours off. Two days on, four days off. It's beautiful. But shift work can take a toll on relationships. There are a good chunk of us who are single and working shifts, and they're living the dream. But what about our single brothers and sisters who may also be parents? Finding childcare can be a nightmare for them. And there are also a lot of us who are married and have children. In situations where there's a spouse involved, they sometimes feel like single parents, and that can result in some resentment, putting stress on the relationship. If your partner doesn't fully understand your career, then there's a good chance that they won't buy in or know how to actively support you. A lot of that understanding relies on our ability and our willingness to communicate to our partners what it is we do and how we do it. Another stressor unique to the fire service sleep deprivation. Now, I know there are people out there who, who battle with sleep deprivation as it is, 
Maybe they work long hours of the day or maybe they work into the night. But there's a specific effect that shift work has on people when it comes to sleep deprivation. Our sleep constantly gets interrupted um, and, and we suffer for it. Studies show that a large percentage of firefighters are chronically sleep deprived. Sleep for us is about quality and not necessarily quantity because throughout the night, like I said, we, we get interrupted. And it's important that the sleep that we do get is of quality. Lack of sleep over time contributes to physical and mental issues such as changes in mood, immune system problems, and poor decision making. Another element uh, unique to the fire service when it comes to stressors is inadequate training. When you've got a strong sense of knowledge regarding the things you'll be asked to do, you tend to make better decisions. When we know what we're doing, when we, when we know exactly how to accomplish a task, we work well in teams, which is the ultimate goal, right? When everybody knows what they're doing, the team thrives. We've all been around people who aren't trained to the standard and are unsure about what they're doing. I've witnessed these people do one of two things. One, they're fearful and don't engage. Or two, they act as if they have something to prove uh, to gain a false sense of assuredness. The results of either of these behaviors manifest in people holding back when action is needed or they always or the always uh, dangerous practice of freelancing, which we all know is a big no-no. Both of these outcomes are bad and dangerous for us all. Something else that we, that we face as firefighters, technical problems. We are resourceful by nature. So when something breaks down, we tend to do what we can with what we have to make it work. However, if we're in an environment where equipment and gear is continually being neglected or not repaired, we'll get a sense that our organization just doesn't care about us because they aren't providing us with the tools we need to get our job done. Another element uh, that adds stress to our lives, bad crews. We've all been on a bad crew. <laughs> We've got to be around these people for 24 to 48 hours at a time. We're going to get on each other's nerves from time to time. From the whistler to the handsy guy to the political analyst, these things may not be deliberate. But if we can't confront and openly work through these things, these small things, they can turn into a source for dread before every shift. Another element that adds stress into our lives, malicious co-workers. There are those who aren't intentionally annoying people, like I said, like the whistler <laughs> or the handsy guy. Maybe the handsy guy is intentional. <laughs> but <clears throat> malicious co-workers in particular. Um, like I said, there, there are those who aren't intentionally annoying um, and then there are those who are purposefully causing discord. This is the guy who thinks he's just joking around, but it's really, really he's just trying to excuse his shitty behavior. People who fall into this category are often bullies, and they often single out someone in efforts to make themselves feel more powerful. The stress brought about by these people spans all levels and affects everyone in the firehouse. And ultimately, big picture, the entire organization Something else that's been um, an issue as of late within my organization 
are inconsistent policies. And it, they're all being worked on. Policies are being reviewed, created, um, which is a good thing. But let's say one person utilizes sick time often and doesn't get confronted by leaders on it. And another person utilizes sick time one day and then vacation on the following shift and gets nailed to the wall for it. Maybe one person has an accident with a truck and gets a verbal counsel, and another person who has a similar accident is suspended without pay for three days. The whole point of having a policy is to create order and consistency within an organization. But when they aren't applied evenly or based on or, or they're based on individual preference, people can't predict or trust what will happen in any given situation. And that's just not fair to the employees. It's not fair to anybody working within the organization. Another stressor within the fire service is poor leadership. This is the ultimate source of stress in the workplace. When people trust their leaders, all is well. When people see that their leader, that their leaders have their people's best interests at heart, believe their decisions are fair, and see that their leaders are good role models, they trust them. When trust and respect aren't there due to leaders behaving badly or being unprepared for their role, the whole organization suffers. And people just tend to not want to come to work for those people. Finally, the all-infamous bad calls. The child who's been the victim of abuse, the sight of a person who's taken their own life, the smell of a badly burned body, these are all difficult and abnormal things that we deal with on a daily basis that others may not ever experience. There are organizational resources for dealing with these issues from peer teams to formal debriefs. I would encourage you to take advantage of those things. Regardless of how you, you approach um, managing the stress that comes from these elements, it's up to you. Um, but regardless of how you do it, it needs to be done. It needs to be managed. I have a few different ways that I manage stress personally. Um, the key is finding a pastime that speaks to you. Utilize those hobbies as ways for you to diffuse and help you mentally work through the stress that you may be facing. Personally, I love to exercise, hiking, going to the gym, um, whatever. High-intensity interval stuff, it's great. Science supports that exercise is the best way to manage emotional stress within your life. I can provide you statistics on that. I can provide you articles for it. But just take my word for it on this. Physical exercise is the number one way to manage stress. Uh, a couple other things I like to do. I like to read books. Uh, I read a lot of books. I, I also run the Ignited uh, Readers Book Club on Facebook. If you're looking for a, a good book club, book club to join, go to Facebook and search for Ignited Readers Book Club. Uh, I also like to go to movies. I like to go to movies. It's time for me. It's kind of like an escapism, just like books. Um, but I read, I read fiction books as well as a lot of nonfiction books in order to kind of gain new perspective on things. But the escapism that the, the fiction provides is also much needed for me in regards to managing stress. Uh, I use going to the movies as a, as a way to 
incorporate that escapism, kind of unplug, disconnect from things going on out in the world, and then just kind of lose myself in watching a movie. And then I come out, and I've been able to kind of diffuse things, and things are better. Plus, I've had, uh, you know, a huge soda. <laughs> Diet, of course, Book Zero. But um, I've also been able to be entertained and kind of switch mental gears. So those are the three things that I do to help me personally. Now, for you, it might be something else. It might be building ships within bottles or whatever. But you've got to find something that speaks to you, that helps you diffuse, that helps you uh, defragment all of these emotional stressors that are coming at you. There's a lot to be learned by our ancestors and by uh, the people who have come before us. And I came across this story uh, a couple years ago and wanted to share it with you guys today because I feel like it is directly related to stress management. Um, as you'll see, and, and I'm just going to read this story to you, and, and as you listen, just think about the things that are challenging you the most. For me, uh, when I get stressed, I get angry. And so I have to, or I've had to learn how to manage that anger and make it work for me. And maybe that's why exercise works so well for me, because I can go in the gym, I can get angry at things, and I can work it out physically and mentally. Um, but like I said in the last segment, you've got to find what works for you, find what speaks to you. Um, the myriad of emotions that we're subject to can be instigated by the things that we experience. It's, it's our responsibility to know how to manage those stressors that influence our emotional responses. And we do that by paying particular attention to them and working through them, not by ignoring them. So this, this ancient story that I'm going to read to you tells us why it's so important to pay purposeful attention to the good feelings as well as the bad. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to his boy. It is a terrible fight between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, Love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person as well. The grandson contemplated what his wise and experienced grandfather had told him and then asked his grandfather, Which wolf will win? The old Cherokee lovingly replied, If you feed them right, they both win. You see, if I only choose to feed the white wolf, the black one will be hiding around every corner, waiting for me to become distracted and jump to get the attention that he craves. He will always be angry, and he will always fight the white wolf. But, if I acknowledge him, he is happy, and so is the white wolf, and we all win. For the black wolf has many useful qualities, tenacity, courage, 
fearlessness, strong will, and great strategic thinking that I have need of from time to time, qualities that the white wolf lacks. But the white wolf has compassion, caring, strength, and the ability to recognize what is in the best interests of all. The white wolf needs the black wolf at his side. To feed only one would starve the other, and they would soon become uncontrollable. To feed and care for both means they will serve you well and do nothing that is not part of something greater, something good, something of life. Feed them both, and there will be no more internal struggle for your attention. And when there is no battle inside, you can listen to the voices of deeper knowing that will guide you in choosing what is right in every circumstance. Peace is the mission. A man or woman who has peace inside has everything. A man or woman who is pulled apart by the war inside has nothing. If we continue to let the stress we accumulate at work build and build without ever having a plan for managing it, then it will bleed into every aspect of our lives. Our professional relationships will suffer as well as our personal relationships. One of the agreements I made with myself when I got hired as a firefighter is that I wouldn't ever bring home the negative stressors and other things that may have a negative emotional impact on me to my family. I'd never bring that home. My family deserves better than that. I work through it by exercising, watching movies, going on hikes, and reading. And, and Like I said, you have to find what works for you. Find what speaks to you. Find what helps take you away from those, those stressors so you can manage them. You can focus on them. You can manage them. Our professions are unique in that we don't have work that we take home. We don't have office jobs with, with projects that demand deadlines or due dates. We're not working on an assignment at home. I mean, you may be studying for a promotional exam or you may be studying for paramedic school or whatnot, and I get that. But, but those are uh, incidental. We go to work, we do our jobs, and we come home. For the most part, work should be left at work, and home should be left at home. The people we work with need to know that if we're at work, we're focused on the mission, not hungover or dealing with some drama at home. However, our crews offer unique built-in families that we could open up to and talk about what may be bothering us at home, and which will help us in the end perform better at work and better at home. The same goes for our family. Our work issues should be left at work. Our families don't deserve to have us unload all of our problems and our frustrations on them they don't need to hear the gritty details of every single call. You're the buffer. But on the flip side of that, if you are struggling to connect to the people in your home life, one good way to do it is to let them know the frustrations that you're having at work. Now this, like I said, this doesn't mean giving them every gory detail, but just express the frustrations that you're having. These forms of debriefing aren't you, quote, putting your problems on them, but... Sharing your frustrations is a way that you can connect with people who can help you diffuse the stress in positive ways. Keep in mind, I'm not saying that you should model everything up and compartmentalize your emotions in an extreme manner. That's not how I operate. 
I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying pay attention to your stressors, know what they are, and manage them appropriately. Do not ignore them. If there are thoughts and feelings that are haunting you that you just can't shake or you're not sure with how to deal with, there are resources for that. Seek out your peer support team or your employee assistance program if you're struggling with a rough call or frustrations you may be facing at work. Talk to your crew. Open up. Ask questions. The ideal is that we're all a big family and we can all help each other. But we also need to keep in mind that we are professionals and should be acting as such. If you guys want to talk about some of the things uh, that might be bothering you or talk about different frustrations or stressors you may be facing, I invite you to please join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. It's a group of firefighters and like-minded people who come together online and talk, talk about the issues that we're facing and provide different perspectives so that we can gather different tools that we may be able to use to manage those stressors or to combat those situations in an effective way. So like I said, go to Facebook, go to the uh, Ignited Firefighters Facebook group and join Join the ranks of other firefighters and like-minded people who are looking to better themselves, looking to better their situations by first improving themselves. Guys, as always, thank you for listening. I hope as we get further along in this effort, we become closer to our crew members, friends, and families. It's important for us to discuss the things that challenge us in the field and maybe even challenging us at home. So do me a favor. If you've been enjoying the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It really helps anyone looking to find something that speaks to them when you offer legitimate feedback on why you appreciate and listen to the show. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. And also, I'm inviting you all to join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. This is where firefighters and first responders can come together and share our experiences, perspectives, challenges. By having these meaningful discussions, we can help refine and support each other as we serve our communities. I look forward to discussing ideas and topics like the one we talked about today with you guys inside the group. And until next time, own it and be hard to kill out there.